Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vile Files. Three times this week already. You think they're sick of us yet? I don't think so. I hope not. January Jones? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we're really we're pot committed. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. That's been a great week. Had a fun weekend. Um, I saw you were at the Golden Globes. Golden Globes was fun. That's uh, crazy. Is that your first time? This is my second time. I went last year. Uh, I took Demi as my date. Wait, how do you get invited to the Golden Globes? I asking uh, for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've done uh, I've done some work with Dick Clark Productions, oh, um, and I they know. they put on the event. The red they run the red carpet, and so. Uh, and I also uh, did a little hosting bit with uh, E News this year. Oh, you did. So it was a little bit of, of, of both. But as far as the Golden Globes itself and the ceremony, yeah, uh, I went as a guest as, as Dick Clark production. Oh, that's it was nice. a lot of fun. And basically hung out in the back room, and I mean, like, yeah, it's it's wild. Like you walk the carpet, and you know, I don't get starstruck very easily, but you you see a lot of of who was of the bit. coolest Harvey Cattell. From Reservoir Dogs, oh, uh, that's such a guy answer. He's a legend, right? I mean, it's, it's I don't the, even know who that is. It's the men. It's the men who, like, you yeah. know, I don't know how you are. Uh, like, if if women, you get more starstruck with women than men. Captain America, um, yeah, was there. <laughs> I was trying to get Demi to hit at him. He was like, he was with his brother, really, and. Um, you know, just kind of, he looks. He looks just as nice in person. Just like he has a he has a calming energy to him. He was like five feet away, talking to his brother, hanging out, looking super friendly. Yeah, Demi's like that's Chris Evans. <laughs> I'm like, go say hi. He's with his brother. If a guy brings his brother, he couldn't be more single. You think? What do you mean? I think he might be hanging out with women. He might be talking to someone, but he's definitely not committed to anyone. <laughs> and you don't think maybe his brother just really wanted to go. He's been Captain America for a while now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This is not like, hey, I just I just made my it big. First my carpet. first big break and yeah. I'm gonna bring my brother as a Yeah. He you know, I so anyway, she she chickened out. She did. Yeah, she didn't say Do you that. think she had a good time though? She had a great time. And then uh Kate McKinnon from SNL. Uh, her and her sister came up. Turns out big bachelor fans. Uh, wait, really? She was very sweet. Uh like the nicest person in the world. So that Aww. was just kind of fun to hang out and I had a really good time. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, when I was done, I used my Hydrate Spark. Oh, did was, you? Uh, I needed a hydrate after a, a long day of uh, a little bit of hosting and a lot of uh, entertaining myself. We have our Hydrate Spark 3 bottles here. It's amazing because I never really know how much water to drink or when I should drink. Exactly. And I, I personally find drinking enough water to be one of the most mentally and physical taxing experiences of my I life. I don't know why, but yes, you've said that before. So I believe it, it you. truly is. I guarantee you people who are listening can relate. Um, so Nick and I, we both downloaded the Hydrate Spark app to our phone. Really should easy. You sync it up. Yeah, we're going to make our bottles glow. This is the best part. They glow when you need to drink more water. It's Look. Ah, it's so cool. Glow. Oh, there it is. Yours glows I don't know green. If you can, mine glows mine green. you can see. I have the, the coral sun, color. It's, it's a, the sun's kind of blocking it. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you are someone uh, who does forget to drink enough water, and drink enough water is one of the simplest. I know it's not simple for me, 
uh, in terms of just being healthier. Yeah. It's better for your skin. It's better for your internal organs. It's, it's something that should be so easy and it's so healthy to do, but yet we never do enough of, but hydrate spark, hydrate spark can't talk today makes it easier yeah and it's like kind of a fun and fashionable way to do it also you're not carrying around like a gallon jug all day i know trust me you are going to love the hydrate spark three smart water bottle too and right now you can get 20 percent off your first order but only if you use our discount code v-i-a-l-l at checkout it's spelled with an i so that's h-i-d-r-a-t-e spark.com and use the discount code v-i-a-l-l at checkout for our special offer. I also uh, used my open fit uh, over the holidays. You used uh, it over the holidays? When oh, was, when you were home? When I was home, you know? In Wisconsin? In Wisconsin. Uh, I went to the gym a couple times, but a couple times, like during Christmas, everything kind of shuts down. Totally. Busted out the open fit. Nice. Uh, did some yoga with mom. Aw. You know? And we, we checked it out. Does Super your mom convenient. do yoga? My mom does yoga every morning. I believe it. Yeah. She looks good. Oh, every morning? She does yoga every morning. Oh, my God. Uh, so I did a little yoga with mom, and we uh, checked out OpenFit, took, uh, took some classes over the holidays. I mean, it couldn't have been more convenient, and that's what I love about it. It kind of travels with you because it's on your phone. Yeah, and you can lose up to 15 pounds in just 30 days. I mean, that's on all of our goals right now. <laughs> I just want to be healthier. Right. You, you already look good. Listen, you got to stay committed to anything. Shavings make a pile. We know this. And the only way to make a pile with shavings is to be consistent. And to be consistent, you need things like OpenFit to help you do that. Yeah. OpenFit has changed the way I work out, as you had just heard. And with my code V-I-A-L-L, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, my listeners get a 14-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text V-I-A-L-L to 505050. Try it for free or your money back. It's entirely risk-free, so what do you have to lose? Besides the weight, you will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, and nutrition guide. Totally free for 14 days. Again, just text V-I-A-L-L to 505050. Great episode today. Gabby Hanna joins us today. What yeah. a talented individual yeah she's a huge youtube star huge youtube star but she's also a singer yeah actor a writer she's doing it all yeah Uh, she's been around for a while she has some great stories and great life lessons anyways i just uh, i enjoyed the conversation with her and i think you will too so uh stick around and uh as always thanks for listening don't forget to send in your questions to asknick at castmedia.com that's cast with a k give us five stars if you want thanks for uh listening to us three times this week <laughs> i mean i don't know we'll see how it goes uh up next gabby hannah gabby hannah how are you i'm good how are you i'm great thanks for coming on i'm very happy um the first time i knew you existed was at the streamies last year cool <laughs> and you won congratulations Thank by you. the way and you won for storytelling mm-hmm. And then I started, you know, looking you up and I like a good storyteller and uh, you were kind of always on my radar, so to speak, from that point on. So I appreciate you finally uh, having an opportunity to, to come and, uh, you know, get to know you a little bit more. Um, yeah. So for those of you who don't know you, uh, share with people a little bit about all the things you are doing, because it is quite a lot. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's messy. It's, <laughs> well, is it messy? 
it's, it's too many things sometimes, I think. But um, I started off doing internet stuff like Vine and YouTube. Now my focus is um, I write poetry books, I do music, and I just started a podcast. So I just kind of congratulations, do by the way. Thank you. Congratulations to you on uh, this podcast. Well, thank you. Um, just everyone's just congratulating. <laughs> um, when you won for storytelling last year, that was like on your YouTube channel. Um, what what about that? Did you? I I only asked because I, storytelling is so. It's a lost art these days. I love you it. Think? I you don't? No, I do. I, I really <laughs> do. Um, and really good storytelling is interesting. A podcast is a version of storytelling. What do you mean it's a lost art? You don't think so? Good I stories. feel like there's more than ever. More with all the digital services. There's more TV shows. Well, that's why I think it's a lost art in a sense of like good storytelling, oh. real storytelling, not just like talking. Okay. You know, hey guys. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh, what made you good at you know storytelling and how did you kind of um, um I think I'm why dramatic. did you win that award i guess i'm curious dramatic by nature i think now i just uh the way i came up on the internet was just sharing a lot of my personal life and telling stories and i always say that my everyone's like how does how do you live this life like how can so many crazy things happen to you because i think i'm making it up and i'm like well i'm not making it up it all happens it's just i see life through a lens of stories and other people don't so like i did a whole story about this experience i had trying to cancel a gym membership and the woman gave me a hard time which is something a million people have experienced that's a very relatable the the gym yeah. membership yep. cancel project is so that's something that's not unique to me but the way i tell it is a story oh a, a gym membership can you imagine a whole movie about a horror film <laughs> right <laughs> or just like the whole, like there's i'm sure a bunch of other like b storylines going on but the general premise is how they can you know like they fall in love along the way i don't know there's some drama yeah and like she has all this stuff that's going on behind the scenes that makes her not want to cancel the gym membership yeah, yeah. but they could really make a whole movie out of that Probably. so that was a big episode for you yeah. that's an example so you see that you know people as you say everyone goes through Everyone, a lot of people have been through the gym membership cancellation, yeah. but you romanticize it. In I a romanticize way it. And, and I'm, I get very worked up over it and I want to talk about it. So, like, the, the type of story where you'd go home and tell, like, your girlfriend or your best friend, like, dude, I tried to cancel this membership today and it was so fucking annoying. Um, I just did that to a camera. So, you, when you say you get worked up, you, you would describe yourself as an emotional person. Clearly, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know you that well. <laughs> You've uh, only known me for ten minutes, and I feel like you could tell. I'm so emotional. you are a very emotional person. Yes. And do you like that you're an emotional person? I do now that I know how to hone it and put it where it belongs. Okay. I used to be a very emotionally reactive person, so like in relationships with like either friends, family, men, whatever it would be, I felt like I needed to react right away. But now I'm 28 years old and know how to like reel it in and communicate effectively. What do you mean by you feel like you needed to react like right like would you just you you felt when you say you feel like you need to like did you felt like you had the ability to control it and you needed to or it just that's just what happened and then you would kind of take a step back and go okay kind of reacted. I just am somebody who likes to resolve things right away, or at least I used to be. Okay. So like if I was having an issue with, say, a boyfriend, mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, well, well, that really hurt my feelings. I want to talk about this right now. Like, why can't we fix this right now? And then the guy would be like, because I, I just like need a minute to think. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, can't we think about it right now? So it caused a lot of chaos. <laughs> well, I'm not. Nick's like that. I like to fix things right now, for sure. But I'm not. I'm not emotion I'm, I'm sensitive but i'm not emotional especially in relationships with fights i'm more the all right let's let's talk about it 
That's uh, that's which, very rare in a man. It's a lot. You think so? <laughs> I, I think so. I find you it, think so? I find my my significant others have found it annoying because I have really? I've dated uh, highly emotional women. Can I say that? I don't know. Yeah. No, you can. <laughs> I don't think emotional is a negative trait. I, I yeah, I don't think so either. But sometimes I just don't really know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, I think it's when you learn how to like hone your emotions. So now instead of reacting right away i take a step back i like kind of put a pin in it and i say let's talk about this in a minute but then i can also put it into like music or writing or art so it's better to have an outlet i find when you were more emotionally triggered at first Uh were you ever mean um i don't know if mean is the word like i never try to hurt people to hurt people but probably in the process people get hurt you know what i mean yeah but it's not like i'm somebody who if you hurt my feelings i'm gonna try to say something vile to you to hurt yeah you. not manipulative uh, not not manipulatively but uh more yeah like because sometimes we we hit uh, accidentally hurt yeah our, our partners because we are feeling we feel hurt and then yeah. like that reaction is to uh it's not the intention to hurt them but it's a defense mechanism i would say when i was younger for sure but you just got to go to a lot of how therapy. did you how did you like so through your art and through the things that you're doing was it like an awareness that you had you know i think it was more so therapy you went to therapy the okay oh yeah are you, you're big into mental health for sure um i think that therapy is so important for everybody regardless of if you i think honestly everybody should have to go to therapy even if you feel like you're mentally sound because there's just things that you can figure out about yourself that you can't figure out in a day to day never been oh, well that's really? not true i mean on the on on the bachelor you have to <laughs> that doesn't count i will say she did say to me that some people aren't good with therapy and i think you'll get a kick out of this rochelle uh and she didn't say i wouldn't be good with it but she suggested i might not be because uh, i'm an overthinker and sometimes i would almost like i mean i enjoy talking to her right yeah. in a sense so like i could just keep talking and like rethinking it because you never get to a place where you like you need a better you never get to get to a a conclusion you just like overanalyze and overanalyze and overanalyze and go back for more and more but i think that's kind of the point of therapy is especially if you're an overthinker it means that you have so many thoughts going in your head at once and you're looking at so many different situations and how they could play out but if you're talking to the right therapist who can kind of pull you back and say well why do you feel that way what brought you to that? What situation, blah, 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 blah. And then you can pull back all of the layers and the directions that your brain are going and then go to the one that actually matters is what I found. I, I'm, I'm a big supporter and advocate. Of yeah. <laughs> I, I think... Uh, um, I feel like you should do meditation just to distance yourself oh, from that. Totally. Have you tried? Overthinkers cannot meditate. Oh, really? I don't think so. <laughs> I've tried. Um, I've struggled. You tried meditation? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever made a real attempt. (laughs) I've done yoga a few times, like the end of class, you know, things like that. A couple of times I've been in group settings where they brought in like a hypnotist and I've tried. No, like I just can't get to a place where my mind's never not just clicking. Are you a very anxious person? Yeah. Yeah. And you never wanted to try therapy? I'm not that I haven't wanted to try it. I just... Don't think it's for you. When I no well, uh, 
Vanessa and I, my last relationship, we did couples therapy at the end of our relationship. Uh, and I, no, I enjoyed that. Like I'm, I've never like felt like I was like in a dark place or I felt like I needed to like on my own. Well, I, that's not true. I probably have felt like I needed to. I just haven't I done it. I was going to say, wait. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just haven't, I haven't, I haven't actually done it. But well, I did enjoy the couples therapy. therapy. I did. You have to be ready to go or it's not going to help you. Like you can't have somebody force you to go to therapy and then it really do much for you because if you're not in the mental place to be open to the experience, then the whole time you're going to be sitting there saying, this isn't for me. How old were you when you first went? Um, 23 or 24, maybe, hmm. I think. What yeah. made you, what was the event or the experience that made you go, you know what, I'm just going to go talk to somebody. Well, uh, my anxiety was so bad to the point where I was like afraid to sleep at night because I was imagining people like breaking into, well, my apartment was also very not safe, but there was just so much anxiety and anxious thoughts at all times. And then um, I felt like I was getting so angry all the time and I don't like being an angry person and I didn't want to feel that anger. And then... Uh, I was in a scandal that was five years ago, every year, November. Um, and I was being accused of like stealing jokes. And then like all of Reddit was attacking me, calling me a joke thief. And then with that comes you're fat, you're ugly, like just mm -hmm. terrible things coming at me all the time. So I was just like, okay, I'm angry. I'm depressed. My world is collapsing around me. I'm very anxious. I should go to therapy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Steal it. You know, Rashawn and I were talking about something similar last night and I don't know the i don't i'm not familiar with the story of of you being accused of being a joke thief but we were rochelle and i were talking about um people you know a lot of on the internet you see a lot of quotes you know a lot of yes and i do this kind of questions with nick and i have these sayings and i just kind of come up with them and I, sometimes i get credit for like oh it was really original that was really neat but I, I and and you hear about people being accused of like stealing quotes or stealing mm -hmm. jokes and i was just like the truth is the things i'm saying can't be that original. And I'm yeah. pretty sure out there someone's probably yeah. said it in a different way, slightly different. You might have like put like a different word in there. Yeah. But like we're kind of at that point where everything's been said. Any real thought <laughs> that original. Yeah. And, you know, jokes, even jokes, like it's probably been said or documented in a slightly different way. So if yeah. if you tell a joke and you were determined, which I'm sure maybe some people on the internet might be, to prove you wrong or prove that you did something. Yeah. Probably well, that in that situation, it was and I actually did learn a lot from it because the main joke that I was accused of stealing, I immediately was like, oh, my God, I've heard that before. But it was one of those instances of I heard it because I have I had a stand up on Pandora playing on shuffle at all times. Yes. So then when I totally. was doing a YouTube video, I just like said something sure. that had been said. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah, for sure. Totally have heard that, like whatever, admitted it. But then they went through my years of tweets and years of YouTube videos and hundreds of hours of footage to put like six examples that were so far-fetched. Like Bo Burnham tweeted something in 2012 and then in 2015 I tweeted something similar. Whoa. Or like Mitch Hedberg made a joke 20 years ago and then like a couple years ago I said something similar. So when you put them back to back to back to back to back, yeah, I look like a joke thief. But years later I found out the kid who did the video was a guy who I went to junior high with who <gasps> oh like yeah and like after that had been like tweeting at me being like hey when are you coming home like 
Uh, yeah, there's, so there was some type weird. of weird vendetta behind it. Yeah, I'm like, who has time to go through yeah. every one of your tweets? They really dug. But at the end of the day, I honestly did learn so much from that. I became a better writer because of it. I was way more careful with my content. And I like check and double check and triple check to make sure that it's an original thought. So it made me better. Even if you're just talking to the camera, like that's technically stealing. Yeah, I was curious yeah. about that. If you are, it's not if you tweet up. something or go on camera and just... Like you said, you hear, you've heard a joke, yeah. you know, you watch some comedy show and then you're telling a story and you kind of loosely repeat the joke. Mm -hmm. Do you have to like credit them? Even if in that moment you're not even thinking about that. Like we've all, we've all done yeah. that. We've all like referenced indirectly. Yeah. I can't think of anything on the top of my head, but like the type of joke that, you know, we hear. I think I it kind of depends what lens people are looking at you through. So when I was coming up on Vine and YouTube, people were labeling me as like a wannabe comedian, which is something I've, I'd never label myself as a comedian because I, mean, I'm a I don't. Comedian. <laughs> well, I, I just as, am not and was not. Um, so when they're looking at these like young kids who are gaining all these followers and, you know, making money off of doing this, there's a type of uh, microscope they're looking at you because a lot of people think that people who come up on the internet are undeserving so it's basically like oh look at this girl making this money stealing jokes from the greats but also if i was stealing jokes you think i'm gonna steal a joke from louis c fucking k you know what i mean like <laughs> as, if I'm, as if i'm not <laughs> but as if i i'm gonna get i'm not gonna get caught like right. it obviously wasn't a conscious effort because if i was gonna steal a joke it'd be from a very unpopular source that would be hard to track i'm not gonna steal one of the most famous jokes of all time yeah yeah yeah, I've definitely referenced his miracle flight before. Oh, I've that's so funny, dude. So have I, for sure. What's that? He uh, he had a great bit about you know how we complain about things. I think about that every time I'm on a plane, where the guy is you like, know, we're yeah, we're on a plane, yes. we're always bitching. Right. He's like, do you do you not realize yes. what you're doing in this you're moment? You're on a chair in the <laughs> sky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still it's, a good joke. It's a great joke. It's Ugh. really funny in the way yeah. he delivers it. But I've definitely like joked about that right and i'm sure i might i probably referenced it but i haven't right. always been like oh well don't don't i guess i wouldn't go on the internet and tell that yeah joke. and i right. wouldn't either i just like i was doing something about thanksgiving or something and like talked about columbus and then did his columbus bit where i was like hey like they're not indians because this was never india but why do we still call them indians was the gist a of it common thought it's a common thought but the way i delivered it was pretty uh, much how he delivered okay. it okay yeah luminous air it's out i mean these airbrush things yes it's air, amazing it's airbrush foundation i've uh i've uh, i'll be honest i've had it done to me in a yeah. very professional atmosphere exactly normally you only get a professional to now do you it. can do it in and, your home yeah now you can do it in your home usually it's like only if you're getting ready for a wedding or if you're nick if you're getting ready for the red carpet but i have it it's so easy it's really small and portable and it's 100 percent um makeup tone matching guarantee Ooh. yeah so you take you answer all these questions online, you send them a photo, you tell them what you normally wear, and then they help you match your shade. And also, if you don't, if it doesn't match, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. But it's just, it's like, I feel like I look like 100 times better when I use it. Well, I only I use it when I I think I you home. always look nice for oh, sure. But you. Uh, the little bit I know about makeup, you want an even application. Exactly. And I feel like the airbrush makes you, you do that. So now you can be a professional. Right in the comfort of your home. Totally. And it's four in one, which means 
you don't have to put concealer, you don't have to put primer or corrector. It's all of that in one. Well, Illuminous Air has a limited time offer for you right now. Go to trysilk.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get 60% off your Luminous Silk 4-in-1 airbrush system. That's amazing. 60%. 60% off. That's trysilk.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Get smoother, fuller, and more natural-looking foundation coverage. Visit trysilk.com slash V-I-A-L-L today. Well, ShipStation, uh, it saved my life through the holidays uh, with Natural Habits. Did you get a lot of orders in? It was a great holiday season. Thanks so much for everyone who supports uh, Natural Habits. And like I said, if you are a small business owner, if you're doing any type of, of shipping and any type of quantity, uh, ship, sti- ship station, hard to say, easy to use. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, again, you can ship with USPS, UPS, FedEx. Um, you can track your orders. You get a lot of metrics and, and reports on your shipping. It's amazing. It makes it a lot easier. Any type of customer service issues, it helps resolve those faster. Yeah. So even if you have like a small Etsy shop yeah. or you sell on Amazon, like anything. It's it's really fantastic. So I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, You try it for free, uh, yeah. risk-free. You don't even have to put a credit card down. Yeah. Uh, sixty-day trial. It's it's amazing. Nick I can't, really used. I can't this. recommend it enough. Yeah. So get this year off to a great start with ShipStation.com. Just use my code V I A L L to get a sixty-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone on the top of the page and type in V I A L L. That's ShipStation.com. Enter code V I A L L. ShipStation. Make ship happen. So you are, you know, you got your start on Vine. You're heavily involved in YouTube. You're heavily involved in the internet as you've kind of, we've loosely talked about, like you kind of put yourself out there potentially open for for criticism. Yeah. And we kind of live in this world, uh, whether you are an influencer, you have a following, or you're just, you know, Joe from Nebraska or Mm -hmm. Pam from Arkansas. We have this kind of overshare culture where like even... Uh, the average person feels the need to kind of put their life on display. And then yeah. Do you, how do you feel about, I mean, you've, you've really put your life out there. And I think that's what a lot of uh, influencers uh, have done. And sometimes they do get criticized for it fairly or unfairly. What, what have you learned from that? Or what's your thought process on that? And do you get, do you think there's benefits from it? And do you think you have things you have to like deal with or negatives that come from being a part of that yeah. world? I, if I could redo everything the way I did it, I think that I would share less because when you put yourself so far out there, like it's, you almost lose touch with how many people are actually watching, if that makes sense. Because like I see a number on a screen and it's like this many million or whatever it is. And that's a number. And I know it's good because statistically people say if you have this many views, blah, 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 blah. But then you have the realization of, oh, that many million people are criticizing my life and deciding on my life. And then you also just put yourself up for like, when you think about a traditional celebrity, like, um, who Angelina Jolie like nobody's really criticizing her personal life that much like they criticize what? maybe her are you kidding you yeah. think? I don't know I was that the worst example young. the Jennifer <laughs> Aniston saga uh, that okay was that is true that is true I think it was, was just I think it was different um 
before social media really took off. I mean, but I mean, like Emma Stone, I'm thinking about her. She's not on Instagram. No one really, she's getting married. No one even knows. That's a better example. Yeah. It's yeah. like somebody like Emma Stone who just like, you love her work, you love her acting, you love her because she is like talented. Yeah. People find me because they know my personal story and they're invested in my personal story. So then that leaves your personal story up for criticism. People judge you for your character and not for your work. And then it's, uh, just it leaves you open to a lot of what's the word I'm looking for leaves you open. I just like speculation I guess speculation. like people speculate on your life and they feel that they know you personally because of what you've put out but they well, only there know is, a portion there is that yeah I mean I guess uh, an Angelina Jolie or an Emma Stone or a Brad Pitt back like the celebrity back in the day was there was a level of mystery you know it was it was more in vogue to not do as many interviews or kind of have yeah. keep a distance that like that was the old, old like in old hollywood like the playbook of really kind of keeping yourself at a distance in this kind of mystery of the celebrity and now it's different even now like your a-listers are they have social accounts the, you're it's it's a different playbook so yeah. to speak but to that point it, it there is that stress level of uh people feeling like they, they know you and then like living up to those expectations. How much of that do you think uh, changed how you lived your personal life on a day-to-day basis of like, there was ever a point where you felt like uh, I'm doing what Gabby wants to do or I'm doing what I think my followers or my listeners or my fans want me to do? It's changed a lot within the last year, I would say, where I used to really base my life around the internet because the internet is not only my bread and butter, but it's also my life because I've made my life into my career. So it was this thing where I was always, even when I was off, I was working because I'm always keeping an eye out for, you know, content or I should be posting or if an exciting thing was happening, it was like, oh, I should film this so I can talk about it later. And it was this really kind of sick, twisted world of like the Truman show where I never was actually living. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I truly can't uh, understand because, you know, I have a following and to a little point, to a little bit, I do that, but I, I can't keep up. I get anxiety. It's just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And when I do that, I feel like I'm not being present in the moment. And I have a hard enough time being present in general. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine uh, feeling the pressure of constantly putting out the content that kind of necessitates a very yeah. popular YouTube page. And I, well, I did I, I, pull the, back. The, the anxiety that yeah. comes with that. I had to stop. I think that the biggest thing, the catalyst that made me stop was, I don't know if you guys saw, but I was a meme. I fulfilled my lifelong dream really? of being a okay, meme. Yeah. No, don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Do not do okay. it. Well, wow. You can't, you can't talk about it. We're totally going to look it up. You can look it up later. Just don't okay, do it in front okay, of me. Okay. Basically, um, I did a genius interview that was for my song Monster. And I have a scream note in it where it's just like a very high like belty note. Yeah. And everybody, when I put out the song, was like, this is cool, but this song that clearly isn't her singing that note. She can't sing that note, like whatever. So when I did the genius interview, I was like, if I do this falsetto or don't sing it full, people are going to say that I can't do it. So when I did it, I asked the guys, I was like, let me know if I'm peaking the audio. Let me know if it's too loud, whatever. 
never said it was too loud, didn't say I was peeking. But then when they cut the interview together, they cut the mics between the camera mic and the boom mic. So like I'm singing in the boom mic. And then when I do the high note, they cut it to the camera mic because I peaked the boom. So they did this like weird cut in the middle of the audio that made it sound very silly. Yes. Um, But then that was just the (laughs) meme. And it started as like, I was mocking you. They were making fun of me, but they would like replace the high note with like a goat screaming (laughs) or like a phone alarm. (laughs) So it was funny. Exactly. But then then from that because i was like oh, i became goodness. viral and clickable now that's when people are coming in saying i'm a scam artist i'm bullying my fans just oh my because God. my face was now garnering clicks um so that time was like really painful and people were judging my character and saying that things that just like simply weren't true about me and you can't really defend yourself because once people decide that you're manipulative or a scam artist like no matter what you say it's just a part of manipulation and a part of scamming. So I just had to like kind of back off, couldn't look at the YouTube, couldn't open the internet, couldn't look at Twitter, couldn't look at Instagram. And through that found myself again because I was forced to detach from the internet. And then I started focusing more on like my music and my art. And now I live my life pretty much offline except I post my weekly videos which is just work, but I'm not like filming my every move, showing my every moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's impressive. It must be hard to manage that. Whatever. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> it used to be, but like, you know, it happens so often that it's just like, ugh, who cares at this point? But you just don't respond. You said you tried to respond and then everyone... I've responded in the past, but like no matter how sincere or genuine you are, once people decide, like I said, you're manipulative or you're calculated, like, okay, you can't... You can't cry because you're playing the victim if you're sad. You can't show that you're sad because you're trying to garner sympathy points. If you're defensive and try to defend yourself, you're defending yourself because you did something wrong. And if you didn't do anything wrong, why are you so defensive? On the internet, you mean? Yeah. yeah. No, if, I- you're, if you're like stoic and you're just trying to be flat and matter of fact, you're a sociopath. Yeah. So there's no way to respond where people aren't going to pick you apart. Like there's videos where people are saying, look at her posture. Like she's hunching. And that means that uh, she's, you know, enclosed. And like, look at her eyes. Did you know she looked to the left? That means she's lying. Look at her hand. She's trying to get you to believe her. Did you notice when she said this, that she leaned forward? That means she's trying to say, like, come here and listen. I'm so, it's like insane the way people pick apart everything. That, that is, I mean, I, I've i always said, I mean, like, to not at the, like, the YouTube level of kind of documenting your life, but a lot of my peers, you know, the, you know, the internet will say something and it's hard not to want to reply or respond. Yeah. And I'm, I'm certainly have done it. I try not to, because I generally will say like the, the only right response to the internet is no response. Exactly. At all. Well, you know, Can't Justin win. Timberlake released that thing on yes. Instagram. Just, yes. Because yeah. there was a video where he was holding hands. Yeah, I saw that. But I would never have seen the video if he hadn't posted, posted. that thing because that's yeah, what he, I saw. I think I saw things about aware. it. He oh, you saw things about it. I saw about it, but you're right. He brought more bigger. awareness to it yeah. by putting it out there. But yeah. It looked good. I mean, for those of you who don't know, like a couple of weeks ago, he, uh, Justin Timberlake was seen holding hands with his co-star mm-hmm. of a movie he's filming. Certainly led to a lot of speculation. And then he put out this very thoughtful press release kind of acknowledging that um, it's not what it uh, it seemed, but certainly wasn't uh, okay. Yeah. But then all the comments on that were like, really, I was looking on it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mean. Yeah. So it's like, 
Is it, was it good he said something? That situation's hard. The no-win situation. I think that personal situations should be left personal and private. And I don't think anything should be made public that was between two people. Right. However, that moment was captured publicly. So that's kind of a gray area. Well, I'm like, well, this was public in the Outside. first place. So is it something that you can't address publicly? But as far as like, if she had found out that he was cheating one-on-one, do I think she should have brought that public? I don't really know. I just think that there's this boundary that's crossed when you're in the public eye where people do feel like they're entitled to every explanation in every chunk of your life when that's not how normal people work. Like if you were to cheat on your partner, are you supposed to go into his place of work and apologize to everybody for <laughs> oh cheating? God. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Like it, there's just like this barrier that's been crossed where well, I don't understand why you're entitled to so much of our personal. But I, I do think, uh, I think it is relative and we've talked about this before. Um, I don't think it matters if you have 4 million followers, if you have 500, mm -hmm. you know, when I go home, into my uh, Wisconsin, you know, my friends uh, got married one a couple years ago and there was wedding drama, mm -hmm. right? And on Facebook, there was this whole like back and forth and people talking and writing paragraphs and it was all over their like friend group on Facebook. And like that's, I feel like where people, whether you're an influencer or not, are starting to go and kind of put it out there and like live this almost... I don't want to say influencer life, but they are, you know, and it's always like sometimes these cryptic ones. Hey guys, you know, I just want to say for all the real friends out there, you know, it's always like this. Subtweets. Yeah, like these, <laughs> yeah. these cryptic things. And like, and again, this is a group of 12 friends. Everyone fucking knows what we're talking about, but yeah. they'll put it all over their Instagram and all over their Facebook. And we all but starting to ago, overshare. Now. We would look at that. And I remember we would see people doing like family drama and friend drama on Facebook. And we would all be like, hey, that's like kind of trashy. Yeah. Like, don't like keep it to yourself. Why are you posting about like your baby's father right. on Instagram, on Facebook? Why are you talking about your best friend from high school so negatively on Facebook, keep it to yourself. But now we're, like you said, approaching this realm of do everybody it. does it and I still don't like it. I think that you should respect people's space. So do you have, have you learned on your, it sounds like you have, but your own content you put out there, do you feel like you've made mistakes with oversharing where you look back and be, you know, I, I like a responsibility out there to be kind of a, a role model for the your fans and people go out there of saying, you know, and I need to, I have, I have to put, put the pause button on here because maybe that's an overshare. Yes. I, my line with oversharing, because I've kind of crossed the line with my own personal life mm -hmm. where the only thing I won't really overshare about anymore is my mental health because I've learned that that is the one thing that I am not willing to have up for speculation anymore where I would like open up about like my depression or like PTSD and then people are just like, you're faking and I just I can't handle that. But my hard line with oversharing is if it involves somebody else. So sure. I would rather... No, even if somebody is attacking me and coming for me, like I'm not going to respond to that and like drag somebody else because they did it to me, because then you're no better than that person. So if it involves someone else, it, it will drag their family into it, whatever it is, keep it to yourself. I'd rather like take a few punches and, you know, take hits than hit back. You posted something, Nick, I thought was interesting on your Instagram. Some girl had said it was like her one year anniversary oh, meeting yeah. you and then you reposted it. Yeah. You covered her I, face. I, yeah, I covered her. Identity. Her one year anniversary of wedding you? 
I it was a fan who took a, a photo with me uh-huh. uh, like a year ago, and you know, like Instagram or Facebook does this like one year anniversary moments of yeah, your yeah, life, yeah. and it must have come up on her phone. It yeah. was a picture uh, of of with me, and she says happy anniversary. She tagged me, uh, and it was like something like uh, great to meet you, you big douchebag, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I. You know, you can know you can like share to your story if you get tagged. Yeah. So, wait, she tagged you in that? How else would I have found it? That's so mean. Um oh, wait, and, she was being mean? Yeah, she was being mean and then he wait, reposted why? Oh, it. so she meant it when she said you're a douchebag. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, why did she take a picture with you if you're a douchebag? Who knows how Were you a douchebag to her in person? I don't think so. But I mean I have at times um you know, I can be aloof or whatever. You know how sometimes yeah. people come up to you and like, oh my God, can I take a picture? And you're sometimes caught off guard and you're not like in that moment. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to annoy you. And then you're like, okay. And you never really know. I don't, yeah. I don't think so, but you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm, yeah, but to I don't your, bet a to thousand. Your defense, um, I think people don't often recognize the nature of a parasocial relationship where they feel like they know you. And when they come up to you, they're excited because they know you and they're a fan of you. But to you, they are a stranger. So you can't 100% of your time be like, you know, you're say you're out at a bar and you're like, just like kind of drunk with your friends and some girl walks up to you. Like, are you now entitled or like obligated to be like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you as well. I'm actually reading this new book by (laughs) Malcolm Gladwell called Talking to Strangers. It's fascinating about how we interpret other people's reactions but anyways so i reshared it not and i covered her identity you know i wasn't trying to get her you still gave it energy i did give it energy and you're you know and you could debate whether that was uh and i actually thought about that in the moment i mean i had a caption which was and it was my thought was to kind of give people perspective which was and i and it was a snarky little comment said you know sometimes people will get you know it'll affect you and it like i'll admit i saw it i was like you think to yourself was I a dick? Oh man, I hope like, fuck, you know, like, or that sucks. I took a picture of someone at the meantime, you know, and you kind of feel like maybe they hate you from the beginning and they took a picture just to like use it to troll you. Who knows? Right. But I, I'll admit it. Like it got in my head for a moment. And then I said something like, just remember, no matter what you do, some people can't get enough hugs. Like in the sense of like, (laughs) you don't really... Okay, that's a lot. (laughs) But like, who? Like, this person decided to put on her internet and hard not to respond. And it's and it, you know. But I mean that. Like, who knows if she got it? Like, sometimes you don't really know what other people are going through, why they react, why she felt the need to put it out there. I didn't meet her expectations, whatever that was, right? Like, whether I actually was a douchebag or a dick, or I simply just didn't meet her expectations. And she decided to put it out there and then I decided to react and it was more, yeah, it was kind of petty and snarky, but at the same time, maybe I don't know what she's going through. And sometimes, and and younger me might've spent, uh, maybe not from an internet situation, but if I felt like I did something that I didn't understand how I did that, it would affect, like I'll spend a whole day thinking about it and ruminating about it. And then I've gotten to the point in my life where I've realized I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know what's happened to them, if they had a good day or a bad day or a good year or a bad year. So maybe they just need a hug and I'm going to stop worrying about it. What was the fallout of that post? Did anything happen? I don't know. I mean, I blocked her identity. It's not like no one knew. I like blocked her face and I blocked her Instagram. If you hadn't, that would have been bad. Yeah. Some people don't. 
block. Yeah, that was my mistake where I honestly did something pretty similar. This is where my whole I bully fans things come. But this is just one of the situations of there's like a very small portion of the story that was given. And I never responded to it because I was just like, what's the point? Because people already decided your certain way. But this was when I was like really struggling with my eating disorder because I was like shooting a music video and I'd like starved myself for two weeks. And this girl was commenting all this stuff about how um, I put out a negative body like I also talk about like body positivity and health and like I do a lot of like training and fitness stuff so I'm really um into promoting a healthy body image so at this certain time I was struggling by myself as well but not talking about it and she was commenting on these pictures saying how I am promoting anorexia and how I pretend to promote body image but like it's clear from how flat my ass is that I was like starving myself and just like terrible comments so then my fans are in the comments uh responding to her being like yo like back off so then she's messaging commenting over and over and over saying like she's so fake like she pretends to care but like i'm trying to dm her and she won't even answer she doesn't care about her fans whatever so i'm like okay let me dm this girl because she's clearly like hurting whatever so then i dm her and i was basically saying like you know why do you feel the need to do this and she said well it's just my opinion like i'm not hating it's just my opinion so then i tried to explain to her i was like you're entitled to your opinion and nobody's going to try to take your freedom of speech away from you but you can't hide behind the fact that it's your opinion and pretend like it's not hate you can walk up to somebody and say you're the ugliest person i've ever seen in my life and that's your opinion you're entitled to it are you going to pretend like it's not hateful? Are you going to hide behind the fact that it's your opinion? Some pe- yeah, but sometimes people also just want to be acknowledged too. I mean, yeah. when you asked for fallout, there wasn't much fallout. She did because I shared it. And actually, I didn't make the mistake in the first minute because what I, you know, for the lesson learned that I learned there, when you put it to your profile, it's there's a link to their you profile. To it, Even yeah. if, so I, after a minute, someone let me know, say, hey, just so you know, you can, because like, it was obvious that I was trying to not show her identity because I covered the the yeah. face. And, and so I deleted it, screenshot that. So then there was no link and then put it back up all covered. Yeah. But, so just so you know. But anyways, at that point, now she could, she saw that I saw that. And yeah. she wrote, actually wrote back something like, oh my God, I love you. Just kidding. Ga ha ha. Which uh, is kind of like, it always is. it's always, yeah. it's always that we're yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, probably not. But now that you're, yeah. you feel bad and whatever, but again, you just kind of want to be acknowledged. Yeah. Um, eating disorders. <laughs> <laughs> Segways. Segway. I mean, I, I don't, uh, have a lot of experience with that. I know my sister, I don't know if she's had Maria, who's now a holistic nutritionist when she was younger. I don't know if she actually was had an eating disorder, but she, to her own admission, had unhealthy eating habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there's various degrees. Is that something you still struggle with in terms of eating disorders? Or I wouldn't something? say so. Okay. I think it's one of those things that if you're feeling bad about yourself, it might creep up and then there might be some disordered eating. But I was at a place where I was like, I was having trouble forcing myself to swallow food. Like I would try to eat and like spit it back out. So that, and I would okay, do that like- that extreme. Yeah, so it was- pretty bad but like i was also not losing weight at all because like i don't know the fucking science of it but like if you put something in your mouth and your insulin spikes and then you're have all this extra insulin i don't fucking know but basically i was like eating things and spitting it out but then my body wasn't getting the nutrition it needed so i'm like holding more weight to my you're body chewing, starvation you were chew- you're putting yeah. it in your mouth I, there was a guy on a bachelor season and i won't say who but he would uh eat bread he would chew bread 
uh, and spit it out. Mm-hmm. It's a form of bulimia because yeah. bulimia is just binging and purging. So I would like, but he wouldn't swallow. Binge, he would like it. chew it yeah. and then spit it's it out. To, yeah, yeah, because your purging doesn't have to be throwing up. Purging can be like you eat a bunch and then you're like purging by running on the treadmill for five hours straight every day, or it could be you're binging by putting it in your mouth and chewing it up and then spitting it back out. So that was kind of my form of it, where it like literally like fucked up my teeth, fucked up my body, fucked up my metabolism. How long did you struggle with that? Uh probably like like right after college during college so like 2013 until like last year <laughs> oh my well i mean good for you for finally being able to yeah do it. what are out. what are some takeaways for the people who are listening who could be struggling with that right now to like help them identify for themselves that maybe they need some help first of all just know that whatever you're doing whatever eating disorder that you have is not helping you be healthy or lose weight like i struggled with it for so long because i was really holding weight because my body was in starvation mode Mm -hmm. and because i wasn't getting the proper nutrition i needed and when i started eating more i like doubled my calories a day i started shredding weight interesting well yes that's that's your body your if when you eat it reminds your metabolism it needs to work and when you starve yourself it tells your metabolism well i guess we can take a vacation and, and yeah. affects your body when you had the eating disorder were you aware that you had a problem and didn't care thinking it was going it was going to help and then you're realizing it didn't you know does that no, make sense you could not tell me that i had a problem. you didn't think okay yeah so you like weren't my aware. therapist tried to tell me where he he recommended an eating disorder specialist i was like i don't have an eating disorder and then he was trying to like because therapists their job isn't really to be like this is your problem how to mm-hmm. fix it they try to steer you in yeah, the direction yeah, yeah. so he was trying to steer me in that way and i was just like no you're wrong like what i'm doing is working and he was like well is it because you're here well, there were so I guess to that point, were there things looking back now, kind of being in the denial that you could say, you know what, that was a red flag to myself. Mm-hmm. I sh- that was another red flag. What made you kind of admit it to yourself? I think the thing to look out for is is your weight and eating something that is consuming a very large portion of your headspace. Okay. Like you were you're putting a lot of energy into what yeah. you were eating and how you were looking. Yeah. Okay. I had a very unhealthy relationship with diet, food, um, and body image in general. And my goal was to be skinny and look good. And then once I shifted my brain and my mindset to, okay, I need to be healthy first. And then once you're healthy, everything will come as a byproduct. That was the thing that I, I just needed that mental switch of, I am so unhealthy right now. I am so unhappy. My skin is breaking out. Um, I have no energy. I hate the way I feel and I hate the way I look. So let's start from the inside and work out. And then when you got to that realization, what was the kind of the first steps in terms of getting the help that you needed? I am fortunate enough that I was in a position where I challenged myself to put out a project, like an eight-week video project where I said, I'm going to do a full body transformation. I'm going to see what I can do in eight weeks. And I found um, a trainer to help. But I know a lot of people aren't in the position where they can do that. Mm -hmm. But what I learned from it is I had these expectations for myself where if I didn't see results in like eight weeks, that there was an issue. So it started with like, I want to do a month transformation. And he said, let's try eight weeks. And then we did eight weeks. And he was like, I really think you should give us at least 12. And then after 12 weeks, I was like, let's keep going. And it ended up being a year long project in a video where I showed a year's transformation of ups and downs and weight gains and weight loss and like breakdowns and feeling like it's time to give up and injuries. And then finally, a year later, my body was in a place where it was 
it was it, it was its own entity and I didn't have to keep working at it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's like three years in and my body's at a place where like I had a knee injury and I couldn't work out for a month. And I was kind of struggling with the fact that I couldn't work out and I could see the weight gain and I'm still trying to like get my body back where it was, but I'm not having panic attacks about it. I'm not like in my head, I know that it'll be okay and I don't put so much self-worth on the way my ass looks anymore. <laughs> But like, give me another month and it'll look great. <laughs> <laughs> like, it won't ruin my life. I mean, I get it. Um, and and you, I mean, I've I've do I, I think I might follow you on Instagram, but I've certainly looked at your Instagram. But you 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 talk a lot about po- body positivity, and you mm-hmm. kind of put your body out there on your Instagram, but not in a necessarily seductive way, but in a empowering sort of way is that something you know that's something i notice is that mm-hmm. deliberate that you do in terms of yeah. helping do you do it for yourself do you do it for your fans do you do it for both both i would say that it's just i like to do it because i'm so proud of what i've done with my body and i've kind of known it within the like six years that i've been on the internet like i've been called like fat for the first three you know what i mean and people judging my body and saying i'm disgusting and sloppy and like so I'm proud of what I've done, but I know that there's a lot of people out there who have watched me since then, who've watched me transform. And like, those are the stories that excite me the most when somebody comes up to my meet and greet and they say like, I've just lost 70 pounds and I did it because I started following what you were doing. So that stuff is for them as much as it's for me. Yeah, uh, we all have our insecurities and obviously putting your life out there on the internet uh, gives people an opportunity to to poke at some of our insecurities or create new ones. What are some things that you've uh, been insecure about that you feel like you've uh, it's developed oh, into a strength or, or what are some things that like you didn't even realize you were insecure <laughs> about and all of a sudden you're like, fuck, you know? <laughs> Wait, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of that. Um, I had this mole on my forehead okay. that uh, one time somebody commented and they said something, they called it like a piece of meat on my face. Uh, and those ow. words stuck with me and I got it removed. Very descriptive. No. Very descriptive. Like the word a piece of meat, which is like, Ugh! so I got it cut off. But uh, I wow. think a lot of the insecurity comes from like my work and like my music and singing because I'm proud of my work. So when people say that like, I'm bad and I need to quit. That affects me a lot, especially like when I was a meme and everybody was poking, saying I'm a joke and like my music is a joke, but that pushed me to write one of my best songs to date from that situation. Do you feel like you're constantly trying to get more respect? Mm. I I only ask that because I sometimes feel that way. You mentioned earlier about coming from the YouTube space of yeah. the preconceived notions that come with it and you're doing other things, do you do you struggle with that? I would say, yeah, because people will label you as like, oh, this like Viner, everybody thinks they can yeah. sing, everybody thinks blah, blah, blah. And I found, I put out my poetry book before anything else and a lot of people were reading it and as I was reading the criticisms of it, it was because everybody was reading it very surface level. And if you would dissect it and give it the critical thought that you would give any other poet, you would find that like these aren't these surface level poems that you're making them out to be. Like there's this one about taking naps and sleep and everybody's like, this is so dumb. It's like a limerick about sleep and it's about suicide. But they didn't give it the benefit of the doubt that I'm capable of that type of critical thinking. So people didn't read it, I think, the way that they should have. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. And do you... I mean, and I'm, I ask these questions speaking from my own kind of uh, inner thoughts, but have you been able to draw the line of like letting your fans who do understand that defend you or, or 
going down that rabbit hole and be like, no, it's about this. <laughs> and, and trying to convince every individual on their own of understanding you where you're can't. coming from. And I've also noticed that um, hate, hate is louder, but love is stronger. And the people I've noticed that are tweeting and commenting, those aren't people that were really there to support me in the first place. And like, my fans are generally a little bit older too. And they're not the type to like go on Twitter and be like, well, this is bullshit and you're wrong. So I call it, <laughs> this is going to sound awful. No, I'm not going to say it because people will take it and run with it. Oh my God, it. say it, no, please. I think it's kind of like the Trump effect. And I'm not oh, saying okay. I support Trump, but it's like- We're not a political show. We're not saying anything. No, it's just the idea of everybody was so dumbfounded when Trump won because they were like, everybody hates Trump. Nobody supports Trump. He's well, not going to win. there's a lot of people who like Trump. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. So when he won the election and he was like, the popular vote was not that far off, people were like, oh, shock. But it was because the people who were supporting Hillary were just very loud and vocal on the internet. The people who supported Trump didn't want to speak online because they were afraid of the scrutiny yeah, there that they was, would face. There was definitely that phenomenon. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot of silent supporters of my music and book and the numbers show that they're just not on the internet being like... Well, yeah, but you're <laughs> you're suggesting that people are afraid to support you. And I don't think that's no, true. No, no, not no, they afraid. Are. No, you're, they are. You're, you're, oh, you think they're afraid? No, you have a lot of outspoken... Mm. I mean, I don't know much about you other than the fact that you have a very dedicated strong fan I base. do but during some of these like scandals um I saw a lot of my own fans tweeting a lot of them are tweeting like hey guys like I don't know if I should stand Gabby anymore and like saying basically that they were getting hate for supporting me so just for the sole fact that these people were fans of mine and had my face set as their profile picture and tried to defend me and still supported me they were getting loads of hate and then they deleted their accounts because they were getting so much hate just by proxy so like sure they so they weren't as outspoken during whatever scandal you they got. i don't that's blame cancel them culture that's cancel talking. culture yeah like they were too scared to support so now like yeah they're still going to download my music but are they going to be on twitter talking about it no because they're scared well i mean hate is always going to be louder than the positivity yeah i mean people don't have much time to say i love you but they'll let you know if they have a problem um exactly this is kind of how you're quicker to leave a negative yelp review than a positive one <laughs> yeah nobody goes up to the manager and talks about what great service they had right that is true. They're far more motivated to let them know Complain. Of, of their bad time. Yeah. Uh, you are recently in a new relationship. Is that true? Yes. I've never been public before. Con congratulations. Thank I you. noticed, I read something when I was um, doing my research <laughs> that you went through a period of time of not putting it out there mm -hmm. and being very discreet, which I thought was interesting, not knowing much about you. For someone who shares so much about her life, what mm -hmm. made you choose to slow play that kind of reveal of the person you were in a relationship with well this person i haven't even really been with that long it's only been a few months i've been people been with people for like a year who nobody's ever seen okay um because i this is kind of what i was saying earlier about like you don't know my whole life i share for entertainment purposes what i think is important mm -hmm. or like what i want to share but like something like my relationships my friendships i keep on the low because i like to know that people are in my life for a real reason and that they're not here just for like numbers or like because it's interesting that's one reason i like to keep it private um but also I've never been really confident that somebody that I was with was the real deal or like somebody I wanted to share and I never wanted to be in a situation where I would have to go through like this big public breakup and wanted my relationship and breakup up for public debate so are you public with this person now 
Yeah. I've never posted publicly about somebody and I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> How long have you been dating? Um, a few months. Excited? Yeah. Uh, what's the thing you love most about this relationship? Um, Why you feel so <laughs> safe with it? It's just one of those cliches that you don't think is real until you find it where it's just like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what love is what do you in what's different about this one than the past ones other than a gut feeling. Bes- besides me- a gut feeling yeah. he's just somebody who it's it's easy it's he's dependable he clearly wants to make me happy and i want to make him happy so it's this very symbiotic relationship of doing whatever we can to make each other happy and in making each other happy we make ourselves happy what do you think you're what's most different about you and your i mean what i'm saying is in your actions towards Mm -hmm. him than you were in other relationships i'm a person who is a direct reciprocator of what i'm receiving so with him i receive a lot of thought and attention and love so i'm giving a lot of thought and attention and love where from the jump right out of the gate in relationships i'm somebody who throws in my all and i want to give you my time i want to give you my effort and my attention and i've i haven't always gotten that back and this is somebody who from the jump wanted to give that back and i was in a place where i didn't want a relationship at all i wasn't looking i just got out of like a very toxic relationship that i needed a lot of space to heal from so i got on a dating app and i was just i basically needed validation and attention and kind of stumbled upon this person and he was very persistent and dedicated and showed me that he was in it for the right reasons and he didn't want any I didn't even kiss him for 11 dates and he 11 dates 11 no kiss and that's why I was like damn this guy is in it because he didn't care about anything except getting to know and me. you appreciated persistence I appreciated it because I could tell that like he was just so interested in getting to know me like on when he asked me on our third date he asked me to go see a movie and i tried to end it because i was like ah, it's a third date that's kind of like the first kiss date and he wants to go to a movie that's like a very intimate setting so i said to him a movie is an intimate setting it's like in the dark and you're sitting close together and like he's gonna try to put his arm around me and he might try to kiss me and it just wasn't what i wanted i don't know i disagree really i think in eighth grade it was the intimate setting but to me a movie is a very an adult date, I think a movie is kind of a, a throwaway date. And I don't mean that in really? a negative way. I mean like, all right, I enjoy hanging out with this person. I don't feel the pressure to have to like have more conversation, get to know them. I just kind of want to be around them, but I don't need to like try to make a move. So let's but just go to a public place. But even the physical proximity of it though? like, kinda, What's the most you can do and be comfortable hold hands? I didn't even want him to put his arm around me at this point. Okay. Like that's how, like this, the relationship that I just got out of like fucked me up. Like okay. I didn't want to be touched. I didn't want to be like close. I didn't want to be intimate with anybody. So like even the thought of him trying to hold my hand because we're sitting next to each other, okay. I just wasn't, Okay. I mean, in a well, place. Yes. I mean, you have to be open to a handhold and a movie. That's day. what I'm saying. Uh, so I, I straight up told him, like, hey, so, like, I'm not really in a place to, like, be there, whatever. And he said, that's okay. We can go for a hike. And I was like. You like the hike? Yeah. So we oh, went for a hike. a hike. But it's less, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I've been on a hike. Not <laughs> touched a guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, like, chugging up the hill. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah I get it. But I, I, I find this interesting more because of the the slow play of it yeah and then there must have been a lot of communication going on throughout these 11 dates yeah. that <laughs> made him not feel discouraged i yeah. mean it, from his did you do you guys talk about this now that you're in, in a relationship yeah. of like what his mindset was going on during these 11 days mm-hmm. because it can from a guy's point of view get 
kind of confusing him of like i don't think she's that into me but she keeps hanging out but we're going on 11 dates so like in my friend zone like what's going on we're hiking he kind now? of was for a second in and my I, mind he was sure. a little bit friend zoned but i i was always very open with him where i was and he was always very open with me about how he felt about it so i would tell him like i straight up apologize after i think six dates i was like i'm really sorry like it's not like I'm, I'm trying. I'm just not there yet. And he told me later, That's he's fine. like, as long as you were showing me that yeah. there was some type of interest, I was willing to put in as much time as well. It took. Acknowledging that you're like, you understand where he might be coming yeah. from, and that the that's very to me that would tell me I'm not necessarily in the friend zone. I'm in this kind of gray area. Of, I'm in this yeah. early relationship. That's it sounds like a, a mature one where there's a lot of communication, communication. going yeah. on and not this kind of pressure of living up to these expectations of like, well, it's our third date. We need to have sex or we need to at least make out or, yeah. or something like and that. And I think that's also why our, our relationship is so different and strong is I've never felt so openly free to communicate how I was feeling with somebody before. And I've never had somebody communicate with me so openly about how he was feeling before. And I think he's told me like, he's like, the person you know isn't who I've ever been in a relationship. Like this is completely new for me. You said this. He said this okay. to me. He was like, this isn't who I normally am. Like you get a new side of me that I didn't know existed. Like, well, what did that mean? Did that make you go, well, what, do you, what were you no, like? Just like the, like we're very affectionate. Okay. Um, He's very communicative like we spend a lot of time together and he's in past said like i'm not i've never been the person to be this affectionate i've never wanted to spend this much time he's like i would literally put a pillow in between me and the person i was sleeping with because i didn't want to be affectionate with them but with us it's just like constant like touching each other at all times you know that's interesting and i, I find the persistent part ask uh interesting because i think sometimes persistence nowadays gets a bad rap yeah <laughs> It's a subtlety though, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you can be, you could be a persistent guy and you need to be like, you need to stop calling her dude because she's asked you yeah. to. Well, you know, he, there's a, he gave me space too okay. though. And I think that was what was so special is like after our first date, he waited almost a week before trying again because he knew I wasn't in a place. And it sounds it. like while you slow played it, you never closed all the doors and windows, so to speak. It was just very slow, but you always were receptive to him reaching yeah. back out like i've never i never didn't answer his text he just didn't give up he didn't give up yeah or he didn't make you a bad person for because sometimes yeah, i've had guys yeah. get angry yeah and for like, sure and you're like i'm busy i'm sorry i think that's yeah. a huge criticism of guys is that they uh are confused about uh a woman's intentions their interest in them and mm -hmm. instead of asking questions and empathizing where they're coming from they try to fill in their own gaps, get defensive, get accusatory. Is mm -hmm. that a word? Yeah. yeah. Um, get aggressive. And then there's a the lack of communication. So yeah. it sounds like, how old is he? Uh, 30. Okay. He's just a good guy. <laughs> and it was like, it was at the right time. Like we found each other, right time, right place. It was kind of kismet and i'm cool with well it. congratulations i thank wish you, you guys the best of luck thank you um it's nice to have someone to you know around and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's great uh before i let you go uh we like to play a little game with our uh, guest called do you know me Fun. uh it's real simple okay uh rochelle and i are going to guess who knows gabby better okay uh, they're real simple questions out of which, you too yeah of which, uh, uh, I mean, the people listening can certainly. I, I I wonder if people listening play along. Of course they, they do. Must. 
Tell them to leave a five-star review and leave their answers with it. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please. Um, Don't answer the question aloud. Uh, We'll guess and then let us know if we guessed correct. You'll you'll catch on real quick. Okay. Uh, This will be fun because I uh, probably... I I don't know Gabby much more than our conversation. No. Yeah. So I kind of pick some random questions. Rochelle Rochelle picks these questions out. Okay. Question number one. Did Gabby fail their driving test the first time? (laughs) What a funny random question. I know. They're all going to be like this. (laughs) Yes. I know. I kind of think yes, too. Does that mean? No, I did. You failed it? Uh, Yeah. Really? It was, I failed it because it was at a four-way stop. Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's not true. Uh, I thought I was at a four-way stop. <laughs> and the other direction had a yield no. sign. And so they were like coming and I started going. And, oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, the second time I took it, zero points off. Did you have your own car? No, in my parents' car. I, I failed twice. twice twice yeah i was very determined to not fail the third time because the third time you have to retake your permit and i just wasn't confident that i could pass right right <laughs> well, you fail. yeah, yeah i the first time i failed immediately trying to parallel park and then because the, they make you do that first and then the second time i failed because i did the whole test but then on the way back i was going down the wrong side of the road so i was going <laughs> against traffic that'll do it yeah that'll, that'll, do, it. that'll do it i'm an excellent parallel park Really? Are you? I'm I am great. now. I'm really good. Do you have a backup camera? Yeah, the backup camera is key. I don't need one, but yes, I do. How do people do it without it? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Real simple. No. I don't know if I could describe this over a, a podcast, but most cars have like their their light in the middle. It's all about the finding that middle section of your rear view window. What? Yeah, there's a light right right in the middle of your oh, when you okay. turn around, the back okay. right in that middle. You line that up with the far right corner of the car the corner of the front car that's closest to the curb and when you turn that middle car you line up and at the last minute you flip it i didn't follow me neither but that's just what you do i know it's hard to describe Uh, i'd have to draw it out i have no spatial reasoning like i I can't figure out how long the front of my car is and if i'm gonna hit something (laughs) i'm just remembering i had the creepiest i had like my dad bought like um train driver's training with the like i drove with this guy around okay yeah and he was so creepy 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 he i never fired i only hey in my defense also i only had two weeks of practice driving before i took my test because i got my permit when i was 18 years old drove for two weeks because when you're 18 you only have to do it for two weeks not six months okay. drove for two weeks and took my test so i didn't do that bad it's fine <laughs> a lot of people do fail i think the first time i think so too because nerves yeah. 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 Question number two. Does Gabby have more unread text messages than the person to their left? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're to my left. Uh, I'll say it out loud. Well, here. I have. Uh, well, currently. Don't say. Okay. Don't I mean, say Nick. Don't say because I'm going to guess first. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Nick has more because he doesn't. I currently have a lot. How many? Uh, right now yeah that have been text while we but you gotta guess if gabby has more or less than you she has less than me i said less too. Yeah. okay how many do you have it should just say the number yeah just look at the number look at the number well, I have from multiple people no but what's the number on your home screen oh I've... 
Look, look at your. Oh, see, I opened it up. Oh, 19. I have exactly 19. Oh my God! <laughs> Twins! I have 53. Oh my God! I oh don't know. You have 53 on red That was like for real, like came out of nowhere with that one. I guess I'm okay, afraid underdog. to look at texts. They give me anxiety. I'm like, you I definitely do. I get yeah. afraid of wow. things. <laughs> she really does. Wild. <laughs> We all need therapy. I've uh, I've been working with Rochelle for a whole year now, and I'm just getting to the tip of the iceberg <laughs> of understanding her. It's been a wild ride. Oh, no. uh, question number three. Does Abby sleep with stuffed animals? Yes. Yes. Do I? Wait, I'm changing to no. <laughs> I'm changing to no. Yeah. Can I do that? No, okay. I have none. Yes. Yeah. You cheated there. Why did you okay. think? Well, you I seem like an affectionate person. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like the like comfort it's... of a soft I'm flush. either as cold as stone or the <laughs> most affectionate person you've ever met, and I'm nothing in between. Oh. What do you sleep with? Just one bare a sheet? Man? Oh, <laughs> damn you. Oh, that was a flex. confident in the relationship. How quickly we forget that we were single. <laughs> But what would you sleep with? Listen, I've been chronically single for 28 years. This is the first time I'm like, I have a boyfriend. Uh, uh, All right, next question. Does Abby own... Are you calling me Abby? Oh, Abby, God. It's okay. Abby. We're going to edit that out because I know your fans are going to be super... You did it on the last one too. Oh, no. Did I? Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, I let it slip because I was like, maybe I... Did I in the last one? Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to read that question again and then we'll edit... No, Does Gabby care. sleep with stuffed animals? <laughs> All right. Damn, what a dick. I'm a no, dick. you're okay. What did I say, Abby? Because it's a more common name. It's okay. No, but sometimes I do it where like there's a reason I can know why, hmm. you know, where like it's, you know. It's okay. Click, quick, it's okay. It's just a name. Forgive yourself. I thought your last name was Vial until somebody told me it was Vial yesterday. Vial. So. Vial. Okay. See? I'm a dick. No. no I've never seen The Bachelor. I'm a dick. It's not the same. <laughs> We're definitely, it's not the same. Thank you. Uh, does Gabby own a fanny pack? <laughs> I picked that one? I don't remember picking that one. Well, oh, you just, oh, oh. No, it's right. A fanny pack. Yes. Yes. <laughs> fanny packs are even. I think, you're, I think you're fashion forward. I would even go as far as saying she had a fanny pack before, right before it got really trendy. Yeah. I had a fanny back before it was cool. However, it I've never worn one for fashion purposes. I wear them to hike, which is worse. Hiking fannies. Yeah, because right. I don't want to. I don't want to hold my phone while hiking. Worse? Because like I wear it in the loser way. I wear it in the way your aunt would wear it in 1998. Practical. Yeah. I went to a, a a football game a few weeks ago and I bought a fanny pack because hell yeah because I could you know I was gonna be. All day, and I have like a, a Mophie portable charger. They don't uh-huh. let you bring fanny packs in. I mean, I guess I. They let you. Oh, well, he. I, that's not true. Like, I mean, they had to open it up, but like, oh. I, I had a portable charger. Yeah, because you you have purses in a football game. Yeah. Oh, I, I brought a fanny. They were like, never do this again. Really? Really? I don't know. That's weird. Huh. It's very weird. Yeah, it looks suspicious. Yeah, me. you look really. You are very intimidating. <laughs> Has Gabby ever? Missed a flight. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've only ever missed a flight when my first flight didn't land in time. Oh, and that it was count. in fucking Turkey. It happened <gasps> there and back. I was going to Greece. And both there and back, there's only one flight to Athens. And if you don't catch it, you're fucked. And I had to stay um, overnight in like a very scary location two times. Oh, no. Yeah. But I've, I don't think I've ever missed a flight on my own accord. Oh. I'm very paranoid about missing flights. Good so for you. Early. I wait till the last minute. To get oh, the I, I missed one once, not too recently. ago, maybe like a year, two years ago. But it was like a, it was an early flight, like a seven a.m. flight, six thirty flight. So I had to wake up really early. My mm-hmm. alarm didn't go off, and I woke <laughs> up maybe like an hour before my flight. So and there's like, no way I, you're making it. I was like, yeah. no, but I. I gave it the you old college it. try. You gave it your best? Because sometimes they're and I call an Uber and, you know, it's early, so there's no traffic. It, yeah. Right there. And I made it, like, what's here's what's annoying. It, you made it usually so I don't check a bag, but for whatever reason, uh. I checked, I had a big suitcase, so I checked a bag. And I got there too late for them to check the bag. So they uh. refused to check it and they fucking could have. <gasps> and then I got, like, through security with, like, five, like, bef- like five minutes before the gate even closed. So I got, like... I made it in time, but like I couldn't go on that flight. Why? Because you couldn't I check had, the bag. I, they wouldn't. They wouldn't check the bag. You took the bag with you through security. No, I had a. I had a big suitcase. Yeah, I had to check it. It wasn't like I had an option yeah. to check it or yeah. not check it. But you still went through security. Yeah, how'd you get through security? Oh, because I they put me on the next the next flight, so I had to sit there and wait three hours. Oh. And so, so I annoying. went through security only to like walk up to the flight that I was supposed to be on while people were boarding the flight. Oh, That's I so they, like, It was so, I was so fucking annoyed. Really annoying. That actually happened to me one time, but they did check my bag because the years was, I think it's 20 minutes before boarding. You have mm-hmm. to check your bag. And I was just like in tears. I was like, please. Yeah, <laughs> no, I should have gave a better performance because it was definitely one of those moments. And it's, a, like, pet, this asshole, it's no. a pet peeve of mine where like anyone in kind of a customer service job and they'll say, well, sorry, we can't, it's nothing we can do. And I, and I've said this before, because this is not the way to get your way, by the way. Yeah, I, uh, I can already <laughs> tell what you're about to say. I'm, and I'm like, not a good call. It's not that you can't. It's just that you won't. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you say it? Yeah. Damn. At that point, I knew they weren't going to do it. But the, like, the only thing worse he could have said is, have you seen The Bachelor? <laughs> I would, I would, I've never done that. But yes, but, but you just got to beg for people's help. Please My help ba- me. Help, what is help. it? Is it Meet the Fockers where he's getting on the plane oh, with the yeah. woman in the chopsticks? People love to feel like they're they're helping. Yeah, if yeah, you just gotta make people feel like they can literally save your life. Yeah, and like honestly, it would have helped you a lot. I tried that move, yeah. and then I knew she wasn't gonna help me. You're just like fuck you. And I was just like, please stop yeah. telling me you can't help me. Yeah, because you can. You yeah. just don't want to. Yeah, I was really pissed. <laughs> Anyways, last question: Has Gabby ever had a pet guinea pig? <laughs> Very specific. That is very specific. I'm gonna say yes. I can imagine her with one. A nice little guinea pig. I'm gonna say no. My brother's. I, we had one as kids. Engaged to a girl who has oh, guinea. Pigs. I thought you were gonna say engaged a to a thing. guinea pig. Yeah. She had a woman with guinea pigs. He, How many? he has to wait to come to Christmas late because he has to take care of the guinea pigs. Okay. That's weird. Whoa. Who is this? My brother's fiance. He got engaged. You jelly. No. Do they listen to this? Because <laughs> no, uh, no one ad- I know listens to this podcast. An adult with multiple guinea pigs. Yeah, my sister-in-law. I've never Always. had one. 
I do think guinea pigs are more of a child's pet because they're so easy to care for. But I think that there's adults with them. There are. I mean, there are. <laughs> Your brother's fiance has guinea pigs. What pets do you have? I don't have any pets, but I really want to get rats. Oh, yay. Listen, no, stop. Right. Listen, rats get a bad rap and I'm tired of they it. They might. So that's fair. They're but very small, also very you. cute. They're very cute. And they, they're just like dogs. They come when you call them. They do tricks. They sit. They stay. Um, they just love to be cuddled. They're generally pretty clean. Like, they're actually very cute and cuddly. If they're hungry enough, they'll eat you. No, they won't. Okay, uh, okay for sure they would. But also, <laughs> so would your dog. Like, if you left a canine and, like, it's hungry enough, it's going to fucking start biting. Yeah. And also just feed your fucking rats. Okay. Fine. <laughs> they don't eat that much. You're probably right. I'm just not... Have you ever seen a video of like a rat being cute as hell? No. Google it. I find them to be really not attractive. But you're probably thinking of like a lab rat or like a street no, rat. No, it's just their tail doesn't do it lab for me. Lab rat. Okay, street their tails, rat. you got to get past the tail. I don't I really can... have to. But I, I, right. support, <laughs> I do support uh, you supporting the rat community. They probably could use some friends. No, that's fine. Yeah. The rat community. Oh, <laughs> An no. advocate for rats. <laughs> A rat commit. The title of this episode. <laughs> rat <Probably not>. commit. <laughs> uh, well, Gabby, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, where you. can people find you? Um, if you search Gabby Hanna um, on iTunes or YouTube or anywhere, really, you can find me there. And uh, your new podcast. Give new it a little podcast. plug. Tell us a little uh, bit about what it's about. Box of Thoughts. It's where I just unpack my thoughts for the week. It's basically just a conversation with my best friend every week. If someone's a giant YouTube fan of yours mm -hmm. and also interested in podcasts, what's different about your YouTube versus your podcast? Podcast is completely uncut, unfiltered. Uh, it's talking about you know real stuff. It's not focused around an activity that I'm doing. That's pretty much it. It's just a, a more uncut, unfiltered, uncensored version. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, check it out, everyone. Thanks for listening, Gabby. Again, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, guys. Um, <laughs> five stars, as Gabby mentioned. We we love five stars. Uh, we would uh, appreciate if you uh, give us one. Right? <laughs> no, I give think? me five. Five star. Yeah. <laughs> one five star. Or can you give more than one? Five? Probably not. Unless they're real dedicated and they make multiple accounts. But I heard you're a douchebag in person, according to the one girl on Instagram. So, <laughs> Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, by the way. He's actually a very nice person. <laughs> I talked to you off camera. You're nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. <laughs>